This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. And he is the creator and founder of the website, redeemthegame.com. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world. I love to study leadership. I love to study how I can make my organization better. For me, I'm a football coach, so how can I make my football program better? How can I be more efficient? How can I be more effective? But I think what I love to study more is how can I motivate people? Because at the end of the day, people are what make you successful. And I constantly think about extrinsic motivation versus intrinsic motivation. And I'm constantly striving to motivate the kids from within. So, I mean, I'm a big uh, anti-DJs at practice, DJs at games, music at practice. Um, What else are people doing? Uh, The the gold chain, turnover chain, turnover belts. I'm I'm anti-that because I believe that if we're going to be the best that we possibly can be, we've got to motivate our kids from within. Do it not for a turnover chain, because at the end of the day, that's just drawing attention to yourself. And if we can get a bunch of guys, a bunch of boys to die to themselves and just want to do what is best for the team, we're gonna have a great team. This weekend, I read an article and it was about how to avoid spiritual decline and really what what it what the article did was analyze our hearts which is what we need to be doing with the people within our organization every single day but first if my heart's not right then i can't analyze and discern and critique the hearts of the people for me the people that i coach the people that i work with so this article was basically written to the, to the church, to, to preachers, but if the church is so important to God, it's the most important thing to God. So what God is telling the church and how God is telling the church to lead and how God is telling the church to run its organization, why would we not try to run our businesses or our football programs or our homes with this same standard that God is presenting to the church. So this guy, Dr. Augustus Nicodemus Lopez, he was a pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Brazil. He wrote this, and it's how to avoid spiritual decline. There's four things. And in our own periods, in our own heart of spiritual decline, he says this, in these periods, the people of God often become cold in their faith They harden their hearts, they persevere in sin, and they provide a terrible testimony to the world. And, you know, a lot of you coaches listen to this. Whoever, if you're having success or you're having failure, it does not matter. Our goal, our job is to be a light to the world. So whether we win or we lose, how we act and how we present ourselves is being a light and being a testimony to the world. So 
Here's the deal. He says this, the first thing, so we can avoid spiritual decline. Now, if we will avoid spiritual decline, we'll avoid program decline. Number one, treat sin seriously. Nothing ruins the spiritual life of a community more quickly than letting sin continue without being dealt with. We must deal with sin. And I'm not a big rule guy. I don't have all these rules for the players and I certainly don't keep track of this person's keeping it or this person's not keeping it. But there's certain things. You have to be on time for practice. You have to work out every single day. This past week, I put a lock on a stereo and I told all the kids not to touch it. And I thought a kid touched it. I was about ready to kick a kid off the team if they had touched it. But that would have been a direct disobedience to one of my commands, do not touch the stereo. Nobody can touch it. Now, turns out the guy had working on it, left it unlocked, and it opened up on, on its own, that's fine. But we've got to treat sin seriously. I think as coaches, I know for me, sometimes we just want to turn a blind eye to conflict. We just want to turn a blind eye to sin, and we don't want to confront the sin. And we especially do it with our best players But if we're going to have a healthy organization and we're going to build a program or a business for the long haul, our best employees, our best players must be held to the highest standard. Now, you better be behind the scenes meeting with those guys. I'm going to hold my best players to the to the uh, highest standard, but I'm constantly meeting with them, telling them I'm going to hold you to the highest standard. You're a leader. You set the example. You're a leader whether you want to be or whether you don't want to be. So. I'm going to treat sin seriously within, within my organization. Number two, maintain sound doctrine. The truth saves and edifies the church, but lies are its ruin. Here's the deal. And you see this in the church all the time, compromising the Word of God. Oh, the, you know, the Word of God really doesn't say that, or the Word of God really didn't mean that, or God really didn't mean that. The Word of God is the Word of God. The Word of God is truth. And the Bible is clear at the end of Revelations who do not add to this or do not take away from this. And so do not compromise what the Bible says, no matter the pressure from the outside, from the culture. It's the same thing within your organization. Do not compromise your values. Do not compromise your standards. And they will always be attacked. Your practice and your preparation is always going to be attacked by your players. They're going to constantly try to get you to do less and not be as hard. And Whatever it is that you believe in, your process, do not compromise your process on how you believe things should be done. Everybody's different and there's 7,000 ways to coach and lead a football team. But what you believe in and what you believe wins, do not compromise that. You know who else? can make you compromise that? Parents. My parents, they'll tell me I don't throw the ball enough or they'll tell me I run to the right too much. They'll tell me all types of different things. And I tell them, I don't claim to be a great coach. I don't claim to have all the answers. I'm just being who I am and I'm doing what I believe in. And as I do it and I believe in it, my players are going to believe in it. So do not compromise your values and your standards and what you believe in based upon what people from the outside and even from within the inside are trying to convince you of and you see it happening in the church and you see the church compromising and that's not a true church they're just a false church they're fake in my book 
Number three, walk close to the Lord of the church. God keeps us firm and pure. If we come closer to God, He will come closer to us. What better way to lead your organization, lead your program, than leading through the or leading by the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of you and overflowing onto others? And I think another weapon that we have that we don't take advantage of, I know I need to do a better job, prayer. Man, pray for your coaches. Pray for your players. If you're a CEO or you're a business or you're a manager or whatever, you're a wife or a husband, you have a family, pray for your children. Pray for your wife. Pray for your husband. Pray for the people within your organization. Pray for your players. Pray for your coaches. And ask God to lead your program. If you guys listen to this podcast, you've heard me say it over and over. Psalm 32, 8, Lord, teach me and instruct me in the way that I should go counsel me with your eye upon me. Every week when I'm game planning, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I mean, I I have my offensive philosophy and I have all this and I see what the defense that I'm going up against, I see what they're going to do. Man, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have all the answers. I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the world. Lord, show me what I should do. Show me how I should practice. I pray that for my defensive coordinator, that God would lead him and give him wisdom, give him the right game plan, and then and then give us the ability to articulate this to our coaching staff and to our players, but walk closely with the Lord. God is sovereign. We will be so much better leaders if we are walking with the Lord. And, I, and I, you know, I always talk about love, joy, peace, patience, the fruits of the Spirit, which I don't have naturally. I have worrying, fretting, stress, anxiety. But man, if I'm walking with God and I'm trusting in the sovereignty of God and I'm praying, Lord, teach me and instruct me in the way that I should go. Counsel me with your eye upon me. I have peace. I have rest. I understand that, man, Friday night's or whatever it is that you have that's a big deal. Those, you can trust God with those things. And then the last one, number four, be open to being reformed. One of the, um, so what is being reformed? Well, it's constantly changing, constantly growing, constantly letting the Word of God transform your life, reform how you do things. And you just think about, in, I think about my relationship with my wife, that the Lord would transform me and reform me as a husband, as a man, that I would love her and cherish her and serve her more and more and value her. And it's so hard for a football coach because we're working all the time. And even if we're not working, we're thinking about football. So. But I just pray that the Lord would help me shut off my mind and I would be able to be there with my family, with my wife, and God would reform me. And then as a football coach, you know, I get so aggravated with myself after practice because I got so stressed out. I got so intense. And um, I mean, sometimes I get so intense at practice and my stomach, like I can feel my stomach shredding because I'm, so, I'm yelling and this, and I'm just like, man, what are you doing? And you gotta be intense, but, 
but I just pray the Lord would reform the way that I coach, transform me, and help me to be a better living testimony of Jesus Christ, even when I'm on the football field. So you got to be open to being reformed, and you got to be open to change. Does that mean I'm not one of these coaches that thinks you need to go to 7,000 coaching clinics, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this. A lot of times reforming is just a little tweak, a little change, a little change in the step your offensive line takes, a little change in the, in the angle or the step your running back takes because he's, a, he's different than the running back you had before. A little change in your offense because you have different personnel. A little change in your defense because you have different personnel. But it doesn't have to be wholesale changes. So that's what being reformed is. So that's the four things. And you can practically apply that to your life so that you avoid spiritual decline or decline in your life. And more, and not more importantly, but you can apply that to your organization, to your business. For me, my football program, and I can study these four things. Am I treating sin seriously? Am I holding the boys to a standard? And then am I maintaining sound doctrine? The belief system that we have to win football games, am I compromising on that? Am I bending on that? Am I wavering on that? Or am I attacking each and every day uh, to, to meet the standard of our football program? Am I walking closely with the Lord? Am, am, I, am I spending time in prayer? Am I in God's Word so that God can work through me? And then number four, be open to being reformed. And that goes back to... Um, Psalm 139, search, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Reveal to me any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And, and I pray that for my, for my heart, myself spiritually, like I was talking about with my wife. But in my football program, is there any stupid thing that I'm doing? Yeah, you coach stupid today. Is there any stupid thing I'm doing? Is there any just stupid play I'm running that I shouldn't be? Like every little detail, just allow God to reform it and redeem it. And He might just want you to keep on doing what you're doing. Or He might want you to change a few things. So... That's how we can avoid spiritual decline in our lives, spiritual decline as a leader, and spiritual decline or program decline. Let me pray for us. Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us. Lord, praise and thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, I pray anybody out there who might be listening to this, Lord, that they would surrender their life to you and allow you to transform them to transform their life so that they could become a walking testimony for jesus christ lord god you are the creator you are the creator of our minds our bodies our souls our spirits our lives are to be a walking testimony for Jesus Christ and we are to bring you glory and you honor and Lord I pray that you would just lead us in that process Lord I pray that you would help us to first and foremost avoid spiritual decline within our own hearts and then Lord that we would be great leaders and maintain a great standard of excellence for our organizations for and for our homes Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope all you guys have a great day. Win the day.
Still resting.